Mm -hmm. And we're back. Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Dan. And welcome to Millenniating. Yeah. So, I don't know what episode number this is. I don't either. It's episode something, probably like eight, nine, eight, eight, something like that. We're going to talk about food today. <laughs> um, and since we have a lot to say about food, I think we're going to try and focus, and I say I think because you know us, <laughs> our focus can uh, switch many times within one minute of a conversation, on like healthy eating. Yeah. And how we like go about that in our lives and... Yeah. If, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't really have a history on healthy eating. Okay. So, I don't have a lot to say about, like, the things that have happened before. People have been eating healthy and unhealthy for all of time, so. Yeah, it's all about available available resources, really. Right. And, you know, it's the way things have evolved and changed. So. it's available to you. Yeah, so how to start this conversation off? So, I think I think a great place to start this conversation off is with the fact that most of the time if you're eating unhealthy, it's because of your accessibility to it, right? Yeah, and that can be accessibility of like the ease of the food, how fast you can get it or price. Mhm. Or the combination of both, which is yeah. frequently the winner. Sometimes um, it is just where you are or what you're doing, too. Yep. I yep. can say that when I was, uh, I go on a road trip every summer, mm -hmm. just pick a de destination and me and a friend go. Mm -hmm. um, and when you're on the road, you can't really stop and cook. Mm -hmm. So unless you really plan things out and you get like a hotel suite that has like a little kitchen in it, yeah, you might be able to cook a few meals here and there, but most of the time you're moving. Right. So, and you're in a hot car. Um, like you have the air on for you, but it's not anywhere near enough to preserve certain foods. Right. So usually you just stop and get fast food. And for me, like during those road trips, mm -hmm. like Panera is my idea of health food. And yeah, I see that. Yeah. While that's healthier, it's not necessarily health food. It's still fast food. Right. There's a lot of sugar in those salads. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. No. And exactly that you know and then on the other end right you know like me for example when I go shopping I go shopping I try to find healthy snacks that are quick and easy like grab and go and I like them enough that they won't sit in my lunchbox for like weeks on mm -hmm. end you know what I mean and it's something that I've really really struggled with and, you know, sometimes I do find some and they're crazy expensive. So, like, I can't get them unless they're on sale. And, um, you know, as somebody who actively tries to eat healthier every day, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. One thing that I can say is I do not trust, like, substitutions of junk food. Or, like, you know, like, uh, this is the low-fat potato chip. Oh. They're like, oh. Mm, no, if you're going to go for the junk food, go for the one that's been around for a really long time that you know probably doesn't cause other issues. <laughs> like, don't go for that new experimental potato chip and right. be the person that discovers that it causes, like, problems in the bathroom because that was a news thing when Recently. we were younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was. It was, one. like, late 90s, early 2000s, there was a 
a substitute fat mm-hmm. that people were using, but your body couldn't process it at all. So it went straight through you and people were having some disgusting bathroom issues with that. That's it's all like, I, I don't want to go into details, but you can look it up. That's the same thing with, with regular and diet soda. Diet soda is truly only... Uh, if you're going on a diet because you want to eat healthier, switching to diet soda is not the healthier option here. Diet soda is only good for people with diabetes because diet soda has the fake sugar in it. And people oh, yeah. who are diabetic can't process regular sugar anyway. And it's actually easier for their body to process the fake sugar than it is for them to process the real sugar. So if you're diabetic, you drink diet soda. If you're going on a diet, switching to diet soda is not going to help you because now you're putting something into your body that your body doesn't know how to process, you know? So it, sure, it technically goes right through you, but it's it also causes more work and damage. Your body has to figure out how to process these fake things, you know? Yeah. And and people don't people don't realize that when they pick up these zero cal- calorie sodas and, mm-hmm. you know, zero calorie chips or whatever. Like stuff like that is so bad for you. Yeah, I always feel like like I always get migraines if I drink like a diet anything. Mm-hmm. If I get artificial sugar not only do i taste it right away right no, uh, me too nobody that people will tell me like oh stevia doesn't taste like it tastes like sugar no. oh splendid tastes like sugar no it, not, it, it like rotting sugar to immediately. me immediately yeah like yeah. even even if you put if you put splendid in my tea instead Ooh. of regular sugar i instant. can't i can't instant. drink it and then later on i usually will end up with a migraine I'm like what happened oh yeah I accidentally took a few sips of a diet thing today before I realized like I took a sip and was like that tastes weird I took a second sip and was like oh no that's Splenda right right exactly oh my god that happens to me too and it's it's crazy but that's it's part of your body's like defense system it tastes weird for you because it's weird it's foreign and I think one of the most important things when you're trying to eat healthy is to try to eat real. Your diet is Mm -hmm. overall gonna be healthier if you're picking things or making things on your own with real ingredients, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the the best way to healthy. Yeah. It it really is, and people don't realize it, you know? And and even I I fell for it, you know? Like I, for a little bit, I was doing those slim, slim fast, slim fast, Shakes. Yes. Slims fast. Oh my Flim goodness. Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, those slim fast shakes, and they and I liked the the one set because it had caffeine in it too. So then I did that shake mm-hmm. in the morning instead of coffee, right? And mm-hmm. then you know and it was nice. And there they had their slim fast potato chips, and even though they tasted pretty fake, they were filling, and you know I could tolerate it. So, um, but then. Exactly that. I started getting headaches and my stomach felt weird and I just like didn't want to eat at all. It was like deterring my appetite in total and that's not healthy. Yeah. I I know a few people that have switched to shakes as like a breakfast and lunch replacement and they like I've asked them over time like does the is it working for you not like weight wise? Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah, if you are counting your calories and you're like 
replacing your meals with shakes and you're getting less food like process or food to process in you yeah you're gonna lose weight naturally but is it satisfying for your life <laughs> like and well, well that's there's exactly a few that it. really do like it yeah. but it's it's an adjustment and I've never seen someone that went fully to shakes be happy with it they always you have to have like a, a good meal for dinner or something every yeah. every day. And I, I tried to switch to it for a while. I was doing it at work. I would have a shake in the morning for breakfast, on mm -hmm. the train, on my way in. I would have a real lunch. And then before I left work, I would have another shake of like a different flavor. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't eat at all when I came home. And it worked, you know, it worked when I was, and I was doing that when I was in a very specific groove. I was jet, I was actively trying to drop my body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I was working with somebody in process of it. So, and, but you're right. Like it was, I, I like hated work days because of it, <laughs> you know what I mean? And among other things, but. There is a, a few year old company called Soylent, not to be confused with Soylent Green. <laughs> this is not made out of people, <laughs> but it's Soylent. Um, and it's this company that was made by these engineers or, yeah, I think they were engineers. So they um, were working really long hours every day, and they noticed that because they were so focused on work, everyone in their field and, like, the tech field was just ordering food for lunch. Mm -hmm. So they developed a, a meal replacement shake, but they used their, like, engineering skills to kind of tailor it to all of the nutrients you would need mm -hmm. in a in a regular meal. So it wasn't necessarily a weight loss goal. Right, but, it wasn't like a protein shake, but it was a... Right, it was a shake that had proteins and fats, and you would put like an oil thing in it with it too. It was a meal too. replacement. Yeah. So those things, I think, if you, if you know what's in them and you're smart about it, that's possibly a good supplement. Absolutely. And there are some really good protein products out there. Like the one of the ones that I like is they're they're literally called pure protein. Mm. And the stuff tastes like protein because it is, you know? And like so sometimes I put those scoops scoops of that in my um in like smoothies, you know what I mean? Like instead of milk, I'll use some of their protein and then I'll cover it up with the veggies with like the spinach and the banana and the strawberry, you know, and all that stuff. And, and it works in those cases. So those are the cases that I've really started to use that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are others that just, if, if your protein shake, not one that you made on your own with scoops of protein, if you purchase a pre-made protein shake or a packet or whatever, if it tastes amazing, it's worse for you. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. There's no way that flavor no. is healthy. Even if you're just like, well, this is actually kind of good. It's still not. Like, it's yeah. not good for you. <laughs> Everything in it is fake. you got to look at those ingredients. <laughs> um, I enjoyed, I don't know the health version, like the health rating of it, mm -hmm. but the, um, the Naked Juice company they're good they have a protein it's like a coconut pineapple protein version mm -hmm. um and i do like those but again it's probably not all good for you yeah but right. they do that company's goal is to put a lot more of the natural fruit in right it's the equivalent of picking panera over mcdonald's 
Right, exactly. You know, which is which is fine. That's, exactly it. That's still a step in the right direction. You're in, you know what I mean? You're in the vicinity <laughs> <Yeah>. of health. <laughs> you're making your way there. Um, you know, like I consider Chipotle a a healthier fast food option because they make it all in store. Like that's what they advertise. You see it happening. Yeah. Behind the register, you know what I mean? And Sure, in the amount that they give you, that's a lot of calories, but you know you're getting real chicken, and that's real peppers and salt, you know, and like... And they have a goal of sourcing from local farms and everything, too, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's part of that idea of if you're, if you know you're eating real food, Mm -hmm. then it's probably better for you right it's the like and all of this i'm not a nurse if i don't bring up something nurse related in one of these podcasts but we're actually running into the same issues with patients who need to get tube feedings right Mm -hmm. so uh there's a new there's so we already have like 20 different types there's jevity pulmacare osmolite like they're all Different things that have different special molecular, you know, it's it's all fake stuff in a bottle that we can put in a tube to go right into your stomach, right? So there's a new product on the market. There's a new product on the market that is specifically made for tube feeds, and but it's made from like whole real ingredients, right? Like I, I got a packet of this stuff to give to a patient and I was reading on the back and it was like, garbanzo beans and mm-hmm. almond butter and like I knew every word that was written in that ingredient list mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called liquid hope which is just cruel you should never name something designed for ill patients liquid hope yeah. which so it's <laughs> just wonderful you know it's a great thing mm-hmm. but you know the whole the whole reason they call it liquid hope is because you know when when patients are on these tube feeds for a really long time it does exactly what happens to us it messes with their sugar levels they start mm-hmm. you know it messes with their bowels you know they don't they they lose weight in some places and gain in the others because it's fake stuff and your body retains some of it and so now there are companies out there realizing that that's that that is happening also to sick patients mm-hmm. So, so like, I'm really glad that this stuff is on the market and it's really cool to see, you know, people wanting to try it and if it actually works, but we're running into the same problem with that, that I run into going into the supermarket. It's so expensive. Yeah. One case of that stuff is a thousand dollars. Well, plus when you get into the realm of the medical field, people upcharge. Big time. Yeah, because insurance is going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm mad it's called Liquid Hope. <laughs> like, so corny. Oh, my God. I, like, you could have called it Liquid Gold, and I would have been like, ha-ha, that's so cheesy. Like, but I'm mad that it's called Liquid Hope. Well, because now you have to, like, say that to your patients. No, they say it to us. They go, have you heard of Liquid Hope? And you like hear the sparkles in their voice and like that ding, 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 like yeah. in a commercial. You like hear it. Yeah. Well, it's so fun. Hey, uh, emotions are a good portion of the battle in, in a lot of cases. Yeah. If your emotions are high and it lowers your stress levels, that is a medicine. Yeah. So 
<laughs> if it does that, if they're like, oh, I'm getting real food, this is great, and it lifts their spirit a little bit, then it's probably doing extra work for them. It lifts the family spirit a lot more than it lifts the actual patients. Yeah. Oh, I could go into this, but I digress. So, um, you know, but, but it's, point is, it's good to see that, you know, other people are recognizing that even in ill patients, maybe if we make the slightest of changes, it can help. And I think that's a really important focus when it comes to trying to eat healthy. The point is to not completely change your diet to the point where you're avoiding your diet. It's to make minimal mm -hmm. changes in your active daily life that you'll keep doing, you know, you'll keep eating. Yeah. It doesn't have to be forever. I mean, you, right. you make a few changes and you're like, oh, I'll eat this way for a few weeks. Oh, let me try something new. Oh, mm -hmm. let me try this. So you don't get bored. Right. And there are a million different ways you can do it. So there was a point in time where I was dieting and, you know, people, there are a lot of low carb diets out there where people focus on eating less carbs. I did a high protein diet. So my focus was eating more protein, which mm -hmm. in turn led to me eating less carbs. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I actually figured out a way that I like eggs. I used to hate eggs, like scrambled, fried, the whole shebang, hated them. I would order breakfast sandwiches at like Dunkin' or whatever and ask them to leave the egg out. And it would be mm -hmm. sausage and cheese or bacon and cheese on a croissant. Like a breakfast burger. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, oh, God, I love a good burger. But we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, you know, so because I did this diet, right, I found out that, there are, that I actually like eggs. So now I don't eat cereal every morning for breakfast, or I don't just skip breakfast because I don't know what to eat quick, you know? And So what's your favorite way to eat eggs? Um, Scrambled with a ton of cheese. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much enough cheese to hide the egg. Um, <laughs> I do really like it on breakfast sandwiches, though. Yeah. And um, I really like Starbucks has their egg bites. Their yeah. bacon and Gruyere ones are just so good. So good. Yeah, I love... Um... It's been like going around on the internet for a while, but it's like a, a breakfast hack or whatever you want to call it, where you take like a muffin tin and you like scramble an egg in each oh, yeah, one and you and just add something to it, yeah. bake it, and then you can like put them in the fridge and have like a week's worth of breakfast, yeah. like, like little dishes. For a while I was making like breakfast casseroles, but mm -hmm. I was making them in a way that I could like take a square and put it on an English muffin and eat it as a breakfast sandwich. You know, it worked. Yeah. Um, which is, which is great. It got tedious, so I stopped doing it as often, but you know, it's, it's good. It's that, and that's, you know, I think that's a really simple way to look at dieting, quote unquote dieting, um, and not go insane. Minimal changes that you can make throughout your day that you will 100% continue to do. Mm -hmm. And it may take some trial and error to figure out what those things are, but I think once you nail those things, then you can get more adventurous. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? You know, so like I got really good at substituting my carbs, right? I've learned how to make a banging cauliflower mac and cheese. Mm. And I make it with sausage and bacon and onions. And like, I really, you know, it's not just cauliflower and cheese. Like I, you really have to dress it up, but it makes it good. And so then that's a whole less pasta dish that I have to, that, you know, that I eat. 
I actually mix, I have one that's cauliflower, you roast cauliflower, mm -hmm. and you can roast it, I usually pick one other veggie. Mm -hmm. um, so like cauliflower and radishes is one of my favorite, because radishes, when you roast them, get like nice little juicy sweet bites. Oh. And then you make your cheese sauce, your roux, um, with gouda. Ooh. Yeah. And then you... cheese. It's good. And then you do use pasta, but you can use whole wheat pasta or whatever. But then you mix it all together and you bake it as a casserole. So in the end, you're getting less pasta and more veggies. Mm -hmm. So it's like a... It's like meeting halfway. You still get your pasta with your mac and cheese, but you're getting some good vitamins and you're getting good veggies. Um, and you can put as many veggies as you want in and as little pasta as you want in. Right. Um, and, you know, as much cheese because that's the best part. Let's be honest. <laughs> it is. Cheese is the best part. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, that was one of the things that I really learned how to do. So now I'm trying to find snacks for when, like, I want to snack that I will actually eat. And, you know, the other day on accident, I found out that I love frozen raspberries. Mm. I love them. Sounds good. Like, I like regular raspberries, but, you know, I froze them because they were going to go bad if I kept them in the fridge, and I figured I'd just use them in a smoothie, but then I just brought the whole bag of them with me to work, and I was eating them that way, and it was like a sorbet in my mouth, but mm. it was all natural because it was just a raspberry that I froze and so like now that's one of like my favorite little healthy go-to snacks and um that's really that's really helped me continue to eat healthier yeah I'm not a like very cold food person I <laughs> I drink all my drinks room temperature like and it's not like a like a teeth thing or anything like that it's I just don't I'm it's not my favorite mm -hmm. I do like ice cream once in a while but I wouldn't eat it every day. Gotcha. Um, so I'm like, oh, I would let those raspberries thaw and have them <laughs> a few hours <laughs> later. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, it sounds good as, a, as like, a dessert replacement for me because mm -hmm. that's the one time when I'm like, oh, ice cream or a popsicle or something. Like, for dessert, I think of it like, oh, yeah, cold dessert is good. Yeah. But, like... Even if you a let warm it, apple pie is better. If you let it come down from, like, ice cold to just, like chilled mm -hmm. even that's good i mean it becomes like soupy but yeah immediately out of the good. freezer it just makes me think of like dipping dots mm. which is for me it's like do you want the flavor of ice cream with the experience of being stung in the tongue by a <laughs> like nest full bees. of bees because <laughs> they're all super frozen so it's Accurate. like little dots of frostbite on your tongue that's for the first so like true. six spoonfuls. See, I love that sensation. That's one of the reasons oh, I love dipping dots. And like, I didn't realize how much I liked that sensation until we just sat here and talked about it. I it it's like if your tongue fell asleep. That's what it reminds but me. But only of. parts of your tongue. Yeah, that's strange to me. I can't. I I don't know. I am a total like anti dipping dot <laughs> person. Ugh. So. Uh, what's, what's something else that, what's something that you've started incorporating into your diet and stuff that you think has helped you eat healthier? So I brought this with me. Uh, I am obsessed with soda. Like yes. I could drink soda all day if I didn't know that it was a bad idea. And coffee. Coffee, yes, but then I'd get jittery. <laughs> okay, okay. So soda, like, I don't even think about it. Right. So... Like, for me, if I get soda, I have to get it in, like, cans. 
because if I get a bottle, I will drink the bottle. If I get like a two liter, I will just keep drinking it. Like the cans portion control me. <laughs> but okay. but I found that, you know, most of it is for the fizz. Right. So I started drinking like there's that big lacrosse. Oh, yeah. craze and everyone was like oh these are you either love them or you hate them so i had oh, to try them so good. Uh-huh. yeah yeah i had to try it. i had to get on the bandwagon <laughs> so i did and i i fall in the category of love them i know a lot of people cannot stand seltzer but i think it's definitely worth trying if you know that you're a soda person then uh just get these seltzers they're they're pretty cheap when it comes down to it the the name brands like Perrier. Le Croix. Le Croix. They're a little more pricey, but like I have this, it's a liter of giant brand seltzer. Kevin loves his sparkling water. Yeah. Like, and I get the, I get the little Perrier cans when they're on sale and I have a coupon and. Oh, cause then you can feel fancy while you drink. You're like, uh, but oh, it's, I, it's Perrier. He likes his Perrier. I hate seltzer water yeah well this one i think it's disgusting this one is orange cream even when it's flavored right i can't actually may i try that here you got your cup okay wait one of the reasons i brought this is because i i opened it last night but i didn't drink a lot of it so i'm hoping we can get a good little asmr oh wait wait wait, we're gonna let wait let it get real quiet Yeah. That sound is half the battle with a soda addict. <laughs> sound bite that. So this is. That's enough. <laughs> I love that sound. Actually, that was like a commercial sounding like. Yeah. So seltzer is like more fizzy than a regular soda would be. And it's zero sugar. If you get the right brand, it's zero salt. Ew. You have to take a real sip. I did. No, you took that. Let it touch the tip of your tongue. Not better? Okay. (laughs) Well, that's fine. Now you know. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. And this is precisely why I hate seltzer water. Okay? I... My tongue is, like, waiting for the sweet to come. Because of soda. And I have not had a single seltzer water that is sweet. Well, no. It it doesn't have sugar in it. But it has... It has, like, basically essential oils, I think. So it's... Right. Which is why I I understand that, like, like none of them are going to be sweet. And if they are sweet, they're pretty much... They're just soda. If if the seltzer water is sweet and gives me that satisfaction, then it's just just another soda. Yeah. You know? So I'm not saying I want seltzer water to change. I just hate it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I actually might like to find find one that is sweeter as but you know like as an, as an under right and understanding that it's an in so there's two ideas there's two things that you can do to if you're someone that needs that sugar mm-hmm. one is get plain seltzer and get your the favorite stream? no your favorite juice the soda stream is the next one so you get, a little, <laughs> get your favorite juice and you pour half a cup of juice and then fill the rest of the cup up with seltzer and you have a that's a good idea you have a sweeter soda there but it's meeting halfway you get the regular sugars from a juice if you're getting the right kind of juice then you have some vitamins in it because it should be real fruit right um and you get that that fizz 
The second one, as you guessed, is the Soda Stream. Kevin really wants a Soda Stream, and I don't feel bad talking about this on here because he's really far behind in listening to our podcast because he's been swamped. So by the work. time he gets to this, by the time he gets have to this, him with the soda <laughs> I'll probably stream. already have gotten one for him at some and point if, in time. And Kevin, while you're listening to this, if she hasn't gotten you a Soda Stream yet. This is a conversation you need to have. <laughs> you be like, Gabby, you can't make promises on your podcast. <laughs> well, wait, but... Uh, and not fulfill them the by the time. The holidays are coming up, though. So, like, I have a reasonable... I think I have a reasonable amount of time oh, to get it. I hope he gets it. to episode eight before the holidays. <laughs> before the holidays, right. And his birthday is, is in uh, January. So, like... Oh, he's like me. Yeah, so, like, I, you know, if I just, if I just came home with a soda stream, I think he would kill me because of how expensive they are. Really? Usually they're on sale. Yeah, they are, but it's still, like, $100, you know, mm. for something that, like, maybe we'll use. That's more like a gift kind of a thing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty you know pricey. I, mean? I always thought they were a little bit less. No, that's, like, like, my air fryer. Like, I have an air fryer because I really yeah. wanted one and I wanted to try one and... I don't use it very frequently, but I have used it a couple times before. I asked for it for Christmas because mm-hmm. then it's it's a gift. It's something that I want that I'm not going to buy for myself. And yeah. those are the things that I ask for, you know. We got my dad an air fryer, but I don't know if he's used it. <laughs> that was my that was my purchase in an attempt to be healthier at home, you know, for like I was trying to figure out like, oh, if I really wanted fried chicken, how could I nail it in an air fryer? And I have yet to nail it. I'm still actively trying. I have recipe books that I gotta try to follow. Oh, well, our friend Frankie has an air fryer and he has made really, really good chicken nuggets in them. They're like, they're like basically like Chick-fil-A style. I know, but I can't figure out, I can't. You gotta get him over have, here. I'll have to get him to teach me. Yeah. You gotta do a, a cooking lesson, air frying lesson with Frankie. Oh, yeah, and then we can put it on the channel. Yeah, it'll be like 20 seconds. Air fryer. <laughs> air fryer. Put it in. <laughs> Dip it Turn in it this. <laughs> put it in here. Wait 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. This is exactly, this is, this should be Frankie's catchphrase. Ready, ready? Dip it in here. Throw it in there. Have a beer. That's a great one for him. And if, <laughs> if he doesn't start saying that, then we'll know he's not really listening. Yeah. Frankie. Excuse you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, you know, again, that was another one of my extra, that was an extravagant attempt at trying to be healthier, you know, and I yeah. do things like that. I Yeah, sometimes it is just taking what you know you, you like, but mm-hmm. isn't healthy and finding an alternative to it. Right. Um, that's not always the best option though. Sometimes it's just expand your horizons and Find something new and don't expect it to taste the same as what you've had before. Right, right, exactly. You know. So um, let's let's use this as our segue into what we're supposed to do today. What we're supposed to do today, <laughs> but we we had a plan. So um, so since we're talking about healthy substitutes and healthy alternatives, we are going to talk about the new Impossible Whopper. Um, which is supposed to be a vegetarian burger. It's, I think it's like a black bean kind no, of... No, no, it's the impossible meat is, it's a soy-based meat, a soy-based, like, substitute meat, basically, mm-hmm. um, that's derived, it has, like, wheat and soy proteins that make the the texture of meat. But then they also have this um, yeast-based 
product byproduct that is called like hema and it's uh it's like a vet it's a vegan substitute for like the blood hemoglobin so when they mix it together it has the feel and the flavor of actual meat so it's all vegetable based products that mimics meat really well I wish you hadn't told me that because now I don't want to try it. But you have to. It's just more fake. I thought the point was to be more Well, it's fake in the way that, like... That, like, one of their regular burgers is fake. It's, like, the processed meat. I look at it this way. Like, some people, when you go into the vegan realm and you're looking for, like, substitute things, um, a lot of people take, like, red seaweed and they put it in, like, a a dryer, what is it called? A dehydrator. Mm -hmm. And then they use that as like a bacon substitute. Does it taste exactly like bacon? No. But it has like that umami flavor and it's crunchy like bacon strips. Okay. So if they make like a vegan BLT, then they use that as the bacon. Okay. So it's it's plant-based and pants based. Pants based. <laughs> it's plant based, but it serves a purpose of something that triggers that memory in your brain and makes you think, oh, this is this reminds me of a good time. And a lot of what we use food for is an emotional response. So you want to eat something that you had from your hometown because it reminds you of your childhood or something like that. It's a comfort food. All right, so, so now Dan has made me want to try it again. Yeah, so this, this is, is just, really it's just a plant derivative. You can say it's processed, but, you know, you can say everything's processed. Then technically, if you put flour and milk in a bowl and whisk it together, mm-hmm. that's right. processed. That's, no, I know, yeah. It's not a chemical process, but it's it's a process. So if you're using the word process to just mean bad, that's like people that use the word organic to just mean good. Like, yeah, it's it, the word itself. No, right. Yeah. The word itself doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Right. So, okay. Well, so then it'll be, it's, I just think it's going to be an interesting experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be, you know, I think it's awesome that, you know, these places are trying to accommodate more vegans and vegetarians and stuff like that. I think that's awesome. Because... So the reason that we did not do it this morning <laughs> is because I actually, uh, had to move our time up for the podcast to before noon and I didn't realize that Burger King does breakfast (laughs) so I pull into Burger King at like 9 45 and I'm like oh can I get the impossible burger and then I look up and all of their menu on the outside is the breakfast food and I was like do you even do that this early and they're like no breakfast time and I was like oh so I got us egg and cheese on waffles (laughs) and it was delicious they were fantastic so our review of the egg and cheese on waffles is not healthy, but delicious. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so the Impossible Burger is definitely not like a health food, but it is a meat substitute. So it does have like... You know, like, that makes me kind of sad. It makes me a little sad, you know? I it has a similar amount of protein. It also has a similar amount of fats. Right. Well, I'm, I'm eager for places like McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King to, I'm eager for them to start adopting healthier options, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I consider Chick-fil-A on the healthier end of 
of fast food because I know for a fact I'm getting real chicken with them. You know what I mean? Sure, it's still deep fried, but at least it's... And they have some good grilled options. They do, right. You're, they do. You're absolutely right, which Those is grilled great. grilled chicken nuggets For when I, so like, good. need to grab a meal and go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, McDonald's hasn't really pushed that way yet. Um, I think Wendy's has gotten better, but isn't... If you're getting, like, chicken nuggets then the only place I can, well, like, Chick-fil-A like and Popeye's. sandwiches and, I like, love Popeye's. Really? Yes. Mm. I think it's okay. Well, this is, like, a totally different conversation. This is now unhealthy food. Yes, we got off a of topic. So, <laughs> the one thing that the Impossible Burger is healthy for is the planet. When you create a plant-based meat substitute, you are not introducing the the byproducts that animals produce when you raise them for for their meat so cows and pigs produce a ton of waste like biological waste and like carbon dioxide and monoxide and methane Mm -hmm. not monoxide but carbon dioxide and methane um and they are like a it's a very high percentage i i didn't look up the number, but <laughs> it's a very high percentage of the greenhouse gases that are contributing to global warming. So one of the biggest contributors to global warming in America is the meat farming industry. I actually did not know that at all. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that, that's like a, that's one of the reasons that I And when I, yeah, like when eating. I think that I mean like, I didn't realize that in calculating what is affecting, you know, the increases in carbon dioxide and methane in the air and this global warming and climate change and all that stuff, I didn't realize that that calculation included what living beings were giving off. Yeah. I thought we were focusing all on, you know, cars and factories and... Well, they are a large portion of it, but yet one of the reasons that people argue for veganism other than the moral implications is that in a developed country like ours, the the meat industry moves past that normal, oh, I have a farm, I have a few cows, when I, when I need the meat, I go and get it basically. Mm-hmm. It goes past that because you're not supplying meat for like one family. You're supplying it for millions and millions of people. Mm-hmm. So there are meat farms where the animals are treated like non-living Right, we don't have to get into all that. But that's now. the moral side. But when you when you put all of those animals in one place, then it ups the concentration of all of that waste right. and byproduct. So right. you get basically cows when they when they eat grass they then like belch and produce methane right so you now have these concentrated areas that a bunch of them doing it right yeah and when you have animals there instead of trees and plants that can process things like this Mm -hmm. there's no way to get rid of that methane it just goes up into the atmosphere see and i that's what i mean like i didn't i didn't even think about that side of Mm -hmm. all of this you know what you know what i mean like sure it's you know it's better for the environment to introduce more plant-based products you know i was also thinking because you know then it encourages farms to come back growing those kinds of things and Mm -hmm. then you know it's 
the more environment, the more we need plants, the more likely we are to preserve them out in the wild, you know, and all that stuff. I wasn't thinking about, about the, the, you know, scientific side of lowering our need for animal production. I was only, Mm -hmm. like, I only thought the moral side of that existed, you know what I mean? I genuinely had no idea. If we, if we can, uh, influence industries that make a lot of money off of selling the these animal byproduct like meat and if we can influence them to introduce other options then their the dependency on meat might lower and right. then which would lower their production which would, could also mean higher quality production too it could right for what they you know so so this is, and I'm, this is so funny. I think it's really funny that this, just this naturally came up in our conversation because it's a prime example of everything that we talk about all the time where how sometimes making the littlest chain mm-hmm. could lead to this, you know, snowball effect of bigger and bigger things as it goes, you know? Right. So, so we were going to try the impossible burger. We're going to try the impossible <laughs> burger and one day when we meet later in the day, day. When we meet later in the day. And, you know, I was excited to try it, you know, because of the, you know, that it's good for vegetarians and vegans mm-hmm. and maybe I'll like some of those healthier quote-unquote healthier options more and like it's benefit for me i didn't think about the snowball effect which a lot of people don't in terms of these i didn't even know how far of a snowball effect it could be which is what we just learned so you know it's just like changing little things in your diet to tie this all back in the into the beginning of what we were talking about sometimes substituting one snack or one meal or, you know, doing an extra vegetable as a side dish instead of another carb. Mm-hmm. Like, those little changes can lead to these snowball effects for you and your family members and your friends. You know, you don't want to go to McDonald's, so mm-hmm. now everybody has to go to a healthier place. And, you know, the snowball effect is how we change things. Yeah. What's your favorite just veggie snack? Just veggie snack? Mm-hmm. I love carrots and peanut butter mm. love it that i i'm trying to think of i've ever put those two things together but carrots have that good sweetness mm-hmm. that goes well with peanut butter so a I, lot of people know celery and peanut butter which yeah. is also good but you still get that you still get that fibrous chew at the end that you get oh, from yeah, yeah. celery see i like that see <laughs> I, I like it too to a point you don't get that with carrots. It's right. this, you, but you get the, you get the protein of the peanut butter. You get that little bit of sweet, like the tiniest bit of sweet from that carrot, and that satisfying crunch. <laughs> it's like, like it's as satisfying as eating a bag of potato chips for me, honestly. Oh, that's great. I love it. Mine is roasted cauliflower, because mm. you just like literally you just cut it up in the tiny little pieces, put it on like a baking sheet or a roasting pan. And you drizzle it with your favorite oil, which mine right now is sunflower seed oil. Oh, Kevin likes that too. Because sunflower seed oil tastes like uh, movie theater butter. Like that that butter substitute you put on your popcorn at movie theater. It has that like buttery flavor to it. So you drizzle a little bit of that over it. You put as much salt as you want. Maybe like garlic powder or some seasoning on it you roast it until like the sides start to get a little black and they get like 
little crunchy pieces. It literally, it tastes like popcorn mm. to me. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's everybody's flavor profile, but for me, it's like eating popcorn, but you get some of the nice... Popcorn is actually also, also a healthy substitute snack. You know what it's I mean? It's a low calorie right snack. like it instead is a of little bit of, carbs, a bag of but... potato chips or pretzels if you switch to popcorn it's lower calorie and and if you are someone like me who likes to just sit and munch yeah it's it's a good one yeah because it's like one little bite <laughs> sure if you get you know the like kettle corn all the time which i do or like the caramel corn i'm talking about like... making it by yourself like, no you i love that stuff home. too yeah and i just found not just but and popcorn machines aren't really that expensive no i have an air popper and yeah, it was probably like Kmart or Walmart for yeah. like ten dollars or fifteen. Yeah, like, they're really not. And then all you do is get the kernels and sprinkle whatever you want on them, and it's great. Yeah, it's really or, good for you. Or when I did not have that, I found out how to uh, make popcorn like Jiffy Pop, just in like a saucepan. Really? So all you need is a saucepan and uh, a lid. It has to have a lid because. It's popcorn. We should do this. So, literally... Like, like you... we should do a video on it. Oh, I'll do it. Because I've never seen somebody do that. Yeah, so... I think that'd be really cool. You put a, like, tablespoon of oil, mm -hmm. and you put one kernel in first, and then you just cover it, and you put it on, like, medium heat. Once you hear that kernel pop, like, you have everything else set to the side, you put your, your like, quarter cup of popcorn you like lift the lid throw it in throw the lid back on real fast and then you like a jiffy pop you just shake it back and forth and they you'll just hear it they just pop inside and because the oil's on the bottom and they have to hit the bottom to pop all of the popcorn gets covered in that oil Yo, then you don't need butter on so it so good we it's have to do this delicious now. and that way when you make it that way the popcorn's a little more, like denser so it gets that like crunchy but then like chewy bite to it to so it's this. it's one of my favorite ways to make popcorn air popping is so easy mm -hmm. it's also one of my favorite ways it that's like if you don't want any oil on it you just want to like sprinkle a little like salt on it um but popcorn's one of my favorite snacks so i have recipes <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to do that because i've never seen anybody do that like that yeah and i think that'd be really it's cool so much see. fun yeah so we'll definitely do that. So let's um let's wrap this up with a question for the audience, as we usually do. We are going to ask you guys what is a little little additive or a little change, something super easy that you've done to your diet or your mm -hmm. lifestyle that has made you a little bit healthier. Yeah. You know, we want to hear about it because maybe we can do it. And if you want to share recipes with us, please put them on our Facebook group. And that's uh, Milleniating, M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-T-I-N-G. Uh, hopefully you can find that. <laughs> why did I, I, why did we pick the hardest to spell name? <laughs> because it just, it, it came sounded out of our good. mouth. Yeah, it came it out of sounded our mouth good. And, it... and then I was like, how do I spell Milleniating? So I looked up Millennial and I realized that I did not know how to spell it. No, me either. I didn't know it had two ends. Yeah, me either. So, but I had to, I had to keep it accurate. So I'm also going to, we're also going to tie this episode up with a little pat, patting ourselves on the back here as you should do every now and then, because I think we tied up this episode really well. Like 
it, we digressed a lot, but I feel like we stayed on topic actually pretty well. Hopefully when we listen to it, we feel that way too. <laughs> but I've never felt that way at the end of one. You know, when we're, when we're wrapping it up, I'm always like, man, we really fell off topic <laughs> a couple times today. And I actually don't super feel that way right now. I actually feel like we tied it all together really nicely. Yeah. So pat myself on the back for that. Uh, you know, let us know if there's anything that you want to pat yourself on the back for this week too, keeping things positive. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, like our Facebook page, follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Bellardo. Um, the link's probably somewhere on our Facebook page and, uh, yeah. Yeah. See you guys later. Have a good one. Peace Bye. out.